0: Thank you. Welcome to another episode of Kodo Cinema, the podcast show where I talk about movies. I'm your host, the man, the myth, the legend, Mark Kodo, a.k.a. Man. Well, I got another uh, Ant-Man 3 topic t- for this episode, so that's going to be something. Even though I talked about Ant-Man 3 in the previous episode, particularly from the trailer, and I've already gave them my overall thoughts of Ant-Man 3's uh, second trailer i thought it was very good overall i mean i'm looking at first and i'm just gonna say this right now because when i saw the trailer i'm i was looking forward to the film now you're probably wondering why am i saying this i, I was looking forward to this film well apparently um apparently i'm having a bit of a sh- change in tone on this because uh, just recently there's been uh, numerous uh, well, not numerous, a couple of stories that have just been dropped about not just uh, Ant-Man 3, but the entire Marvel Cinematic Universe as a whole, particularly from starting with Phase 4, go, moving, moving forward into Phase 5, even though Phase 4 is already over. So anyway, um, there's been there's going to be two topics I got for, for this episode. One of them is going to be addressing the Ant-Man 3 reshoots And of course, the um, Marvel VFX controversy that is going on. And uh, in case you're all probably wondering, the reshoots actually happened weeks ago, many weeks ago, but the story of it dropped a few, almost a week ago. And of course, it follows up with the Marvel VFX controversy that actually just dropped a couple days ago. So without any ado, i'm just gonna i'm just gonna so so with that being said let me start off with the ant-man quantum mania reshoots so now i'm just gonna say this right now when it comes to reshoots for those of you who are like uh playing to go into the film industry as a future filmmaker you will come come across re, come across these reshoots like like particularly when it come when it comes to like meeting up with, with film executives, basically trying to like let you know like hey you know this scene may need to be reshot, you may have to do this scene again, you may have to do more scene you had to do more scenes that need to reshoot. I mean, at first you're probably wondering okay maybe the maybe the scene that you had in mind did not turn out as well. Well, unfortunately for the uh, Marvel executives over at Marvel Studios, particularly with Kevin Feige and uh, victoria alonso it seems as though that ant-man 3 underwent some reshoots starting like i believe it like actually started back in end of december and it continued to move forward into january and with that being said because uh, ant-man 3 is uh, slated to be released in february of this year and that's kind of that's kind of like cutting it a little close if you know what i mean And and look, there's definitely a fine line of doing reshoots like way before beforehand before a release date. Like let's just say, uh, let's just say, like how about like a maybe between six months to a year, you're gonna have to do reshoots. But doing reshoots about um, two to three months before a before a film is released it like like Ant-Man 3 is cutting close to its release date in February. That's cutting it a little close. If you know what I mean. Now that's just coming coming from my point of view because because uh, I I because I I have done video projects where you had to do some reshoots. Well not every scene needs to be reshot, but there's definitely gonna be some certain scenes where you need to be reshoot. You had you to re we had to reshoot re-edit get all your actors or crew members together and and at times you may have to rewrite the script a little bit or even redo the music and visual effects and this is kind of what this is kind of what happened what is happening with ant-man 3 now there's a couple articles i found one of them is from the direct and the other is bounding in the comics now the one i'm going to look looking right now it's from the direct and it dropped on january 8th it seems as though ant-man 3 as i mentioned is is going through reshoots a month before release okay so i was a little off so a month before release but like but okay so i was a little i was a little off but hey you know but hey you know you know it is what it is sometimes you know it, it is what it is so anyway um so anyway, new photo. Fo- there were uh, going into the article. Going into the article, there were there were new photos that confirmed that A- that Ant-Man, the Wasp, Quantum Mania is still undergoing reshoots. And of course, with the production of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, additional photography was given for the for the franchise's movies, meaning that the studio doesn't and I quote lock anything in until it's going to theaters. However, the the photos from the third Ant-Man film. Don't involve VFX shots, and the reshoots aren't happening months away from the film's debut. So I will say this, reading from that quote, and I'm going to read that part again. However, these Ant-Man photos don't involve VFX shots. This is going into the, the, the Ant-Man film going in for reshoots, so I guess on one hand, it's kind of good that um, this re- the reshoots don't involve the VFX shots, but as I mentioned... Um, there's another uh, there's definitely a controversy surrounding the Marvel VFX shots, and I will get to that uh, I will get to that pretty soon. So moving forward, uh, the reshoots are taking place just mere weeks ahead of its Ant-Man 3s premiere. Now, going from what I said, that's cutting in a little close. It's cutting close to its release date. And so why are they doing these reshoots now? So why is Ant-Man 3 still filming when it's close to its release date on February 17th? And principal photography was wrapped over a year ago. We're getting some new photos which also includes uh, Paul Rudd on location still filming shots for the, for the for the third film. Now the now the photos in question about uh paul rudd is basically one of the photos and it's already put up on the internet is uh paul rudd on set and this was on january 6th he is walking in um i believe it's la with or san francisco since the film does take place in san francisco paul rudd is carrying a pink and blue box i'm pretty sure it's it looks like a donut box i should say but it happens to be from Baskin Robbins, so it's a pink and blue box from Baskin Robbins, which has a which is basically the Baskin Robbins color. the The colors for Baskin Robbins, if you know what I'm saying. So, and I think that's what what these uh, what the reshoot photos look like as of now. Although I don't know if there are any other photos for the reshoots that Ant Man Three is going through. And of course, and of course. Um, and of course uh people are saying that is the film in trouble now uh do i think the films in trouble well i am not very really sure i mean i mean there's as i mentioned there's there's another story there's another story that dropped about the vfx department as well so i'll get to that pretty soon now i guess it kind of is in my opinion in my opinion i guess it kind of is it kind of is but let me go let me go further is Quantumania in trouble according to the the article from the direct Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantum Mania was always going to be an important film. In addition to exploring the quantum realm, the film is also responsible for launching Phase 5 of the MCU and ushering in the debut of King the Conqueror, which is Jonathan Majors' character. Jonathan Majors is playing King the Conqueror, who previously played a variant of King the Conqueror, or should I say, he who remains in Season 6, no, in, um in the in episode 6 season 1 of Loki, by the way, there's going to be a season 2 of Loki about coming out pretty soon. However, it's possible that that in light of complaints particularly from phase 4, the film may be under additional pressure, and that may be why it's cutting so close. Okay, so it looks like the the film is somewhat in trouble because of the uh, the pressure particularly from, from the studio itself bar from Marvel Studios, including the executives, and of course, Disney as well, since this is also a Disney film as well. On the other hand, since these reshoots appear to be from the film's early, more lighthearted sequences, they could easily be due to a simple continuity error. It would be interesting to see if additional reshoots news makes its way online, and, and what the cast crew had to say about the three-quels production in the, in the coming weeks. To which the film will arrive in theaters on February 17th of 2023, which is this year. Okay, so um, I'm going to go to the next article. This is the next article from uh, Bounding, in the co- Bounding Into Comics. And it turns out, the ru- there's a rumor about this, about the reshoots. The rumor for these reshoots is Ant-Man and the Wasp. Ant- rumor, Ant-Man and the Wasp's Quantumania undergoing reshoots to include Marvel's now trademark cheap laughs okay cheap laughs all right so you all know that marvel has been marvel has been doing uh some cheap laughs in some of their latest films now i'm going to be honest with you i don't have a problem with with the comedic moments I i don't have a problem with that i mean say what you will about the earlier marvel films from phase one through three but they were able to find a balance now don't get me wrong there has been There has been a few films from phases 1 through 3 where they kind of overstepped their boundaries boundaries with the comedy. Particularly with Avengers Age Age of Ultron where they did go a bit overboard with the comedic jokes. But knowing the fact that Ant-Man, the first two Ant-Man films were more comedic because of the fact they got Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd is a comedian as well. And he was able to deliver some jokes and I like uh, Paul Rudd. I mean he's a funny guy. I like Paul Rudd. But when you have a film like Ant-Man 3 where the film is a lot more serious, you're kind of expecting for the filmmakers to, let's just say, deviate a little bit from Marvel's trademark humor. Now, going into the article, a new rumor claims that, re- that recently reported reshoots for Ant-Man 3 are being done to insert Marvel's trademark humor humors which is basically nowadays with their previous films, aside from Spider Man No Way Home, which Spider Man No Way Home has, has had, had some good laughs too. But, um, but it's just the fact that now, now, aside from Spider Man, now going outside of Spider Man No Way Home, you get some of the cheap laughs and lame jokes that are now being put into Ant Man 3. Now, the question is, what are the cheap laughs and jokes? I don't know. I mean, I gotta see the film to find out. It's unless, uh, unless the film—I mean, obviously the film's gonna come out in February. People are probably gonna see it and already review it. They'll probably find out which of the which of the jo- which of the cheap jokes they're gonna throw into. Now, um, as and, and and the article does mention that Paul Rudd was reportedly photographed on lo- on location in Los Angeles, even though uh, the film's setting the film setting for the overall story is taking place in San Francisco. So so uh so anyway uh, on on twitter on twitter there was a fan there was a fan site twitter called paulrudd.com and this is basically uh, some twitter twitter user user that made up this account shared a couple of photos from from the set showing paul rudd carrying what appears to be a baskin robbins box and i mentioned that already and that's basically all we got in terms of like what we're seeing for the reshoots and and this this is and the photos were taken on set on January sixth. Now, now one of the now one of the reporters from and this is a, and I can't pronounce the, the the reporter's name. I'm just gonna say uh, the reporter from Midnight's Edge, who was involved with the reshoots, are being t- undertaken to insert Marvel's trademark cheap jokes into the film. And it turns out the reports, and I, in, in terms of the reports, and I quote: "For all his virtues, the Marvel executives did allegedly have one problem with the cut that Peyton Reed delivered. Peyton Reed is the director of Ant-Man three, who directed the first two Ant-Man Ant-Man films. Apparently, it deviated too much from the Marvel formula. That is, that is to say, it had a compelling story and narrative structure that would keep fans engaged. But what it apparently didn't have was enough jokes." Laughs and trademark Marvel light heartedness, and and this keeps going. It's gonna keep and it keeps going because that then is what the reshoots reportedly were aimed at doing: add jokes and cheap laughs into a by default serious movie with heavy themes in order to make it more light-hearted and fun for the masses. Okay, so basically, what Marvel is doing, to, particularly the executives at Marvel. They want to reshoot the reshoot the film. Not, I'm pretty sure it's not the entire film, but for some scenes to, to add in the Marvel trademark humor, which is basically the cheap jokes and 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 the lame humor. Now, the Argo mentioned that this is going to be a serious film. It's supposed to be a serious film, and yes, according to the trailers that we that uh, that we saw from for Ant Man three, the trailer felt very serious. Both trailers. Because if you really think about it, going into Phase 5, it's really going to set up set up of what the future of Phase 5 is going to look like. Because uh, what, we're get, what we're seeing is Cain the Conqueror being set up as the next big bad, particularly for Phase 5. Now, in terms of the seriousness, there are definitely themes. Because I guess part of the theme, I don't know what the theme is going to be. Well, obviously, I'm pretty sure one of them is going to be time. But the other one is going to be particularly a a father daughter, a father daughter film film like moment because because part of this movie is going to be like a father like a father daughter, it's going to be like a father daughter film because um, because uh, part of because if you remember watching the trailer, uh, King want is making an offer to Scott Lang, or Ant Man I should say that he wants to give. Scott more time, not only to spend with his wife, but also his uh, his daughter, because Scott was thrown in jail for a crime that he committed, and he lost so much. Tried to redeem himself by by being by becoming, you know, a superhero, becoming a superhero, basically basically stopping crime while also stopping some stuff going on heist, heist missions, saving the world, saving the world from the from uh, Thanos and every, and everything. And, and this is like a serious moment because this is basically having like a father-daughter film. It's actually a pretty, pretty nice idea. But when we have a moment when the daughter is going to be in danger, because it looks like in the trailer, the daughter, the daughter Cassie, Catherine Newton's uh, character, uh, Catherine Newton's playing Cassie, by the way, by the way is, is going to be involved with this film because it seems as though that King the Conqueror is gonna mess with Scott Lang's daughter of some sort, and that's gonna put her in a risky situation. And that's a very serious that's a very serious topic. So I don't know why, why would Marvel decide to reshoot some scenes and add in some the, their trademark humor and cheap jokes when you have a film that deviates from their that deviates from their trademark to um, to add something serious? I mean, this is a serious part. Because cause, cause on top of that, it seems as though there's a rumor that Scott Lang, Ant-Man, could meet his demise. I mean, I don't know if that's going to be true. I mean, I gotta see the movie to find out. And of course, it keeps going and going that, that the reshoots uh, to this end were independently documented on January 6th. As that is when they filmed on location. But apparently the reshoots to, you know, Marvel up the movie. Have been going on a closed soundstage for weeks already. So the reshoots have been going on for quite a while, and th- and and again, cutting too close to the release date because um, it's going to take a while to edit those reshoots. Because yeah, I get yeah, I get your editors back together, or even bring back your VFX artists. Now, 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 even though this has nothing to do with VFX shots, but. I'm going to get to that pretty soon because um, when it comes to like, you know, sometimes when you guys do reshoots, what if the reshoot does involve a VFX uh, VFX shot? What if that involves that? Huh? I'll get to that pretty soon. Now, the, the reporter did, did uh, brought out his uh, own opinion. And he, as he closed out, he also provided the opinion of his source on whether the reshoots have improved the film. In the opinion of, of of the source, no. The studio approved appro- the studio approved release version is still far better than most Marvel movies released in the last few years. But forcing cheap laughs into what was originally a somber tale allegedly caused some jarring tonal shifts, which were quite, de- which was quite, let's just say, annoying to director Peyton Reed's original vision that that he had for Ant-Man 3. Okay. Okay because okay. I could definitely see why this is a problem now. Th- now this is a problem because now the reshoots felt forced. And they're adding it, and Marvel the Marvel executives just told just forced Peyton Reed to reshoot scenes to add in the cheap jokes. And it feels forced according to this article from from bounty in the comics. I mean, first of all, shout out, shout out to the direct and bounty in the comics for bringing it, for bringing, for dropping this story because this is definitely important because I believe this is going to be important, especially to how how this film is going to move forward and how people will react to this film because sometimes behind the scenes stories could definitely hurt the film when it's literally felt forced or bad now even a story like that's telling now even if it's a good story let's just say there's something good behind the scenes that could definitely make people incited okay i'm looking forward to that film but when we have a story like now we're getting forced reshoots it could be a good it could be either a good or bad thing now not all reshoots are bad there, but there are times where, when you do reshoots, you are questioning what's going to happen. Will this improve the film? Well, according to this, probably not, because when you when you have when you have a, a film that is basically meant to be more serious compared to your other films, but now when you're close to the release this, the release date, you have the executives forcing all the filmmakers to reshoot some scenes to add in the trademark humor that are being forced. I don't think that's gonna. I don't think that's gonna help. In my opinion, I don't think it's gonna help, because 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 you're close to the release date and you have a story that feels very important, very serious to what we're good, to what Ant Man three is going to, is going to going to look like, especially moving forward into Phase five, because Ant Man three is kickstarting Phase five let's just say that i'm just saying that because it's going to kickstart phase five and and i'm looking forward to this film too but now i'm worried will the forced reshoots help or not help the film but in my opinion right now probably probably not but i'm going to keep an open mind on that because i am looked i'm still looking forward to this film but i think the moments between uh scott lang his daughter will definitely be good but of course his moments with King the Conqueror because it's going to be something. I can guarantee you that because boy oh boy, King the Conqueror and Ant-Man they're going to duke it out and I can definitely tell there is definitely going to be interesting. Now, um now uh, there's even another film that did go through re- go through reshoots too, like like particularly when you add adding in the cheap jokes like Justice League the 2017 Justice League film that film underwent reshoots during post-production and that and that started uh, back in uh, That those reshoots for the Justice League film that Zack Snyder was doing but he had to step down because he had to step down due to his uh, daughter's death his daughter uh, Autumn passed passed away in May of 2017 so Josh we- Whedon took over reshoots in July of 2017, because uh, Warner Brothers wa- forced him to reshoot almost the entire film, about eighty to ninety percent of the film, just to add in, just to make it more lighter, while also adding in the cheap jokes, which is probably explains why the um, the final cut of Josh Whedon's I'm going to say Joss Whedon's Justice League because it didn't even feel like Zack Snyder's Justice League. Because Joss Whedon's version felt very forced. So, would it be the same for Ant-Man 3? I don't know. We'll probably have to wait till uh, Ant-Man 3 comes to theaters. Who, who knows? Maybe it might be for the best or the worst. I don't know. But especially the track record that Marvel has been going through, particularly Phase 4, Aside from a few good films like Spider-Man: No Way Home, Doctor Strange: Multiverse Madness, and uh, maybe Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, I don't know because they have been not they have been turning on their fan base lately, and I hope that's not the case for Ant-Man Three. Now, going to the next topic, there has been a controversy that dropped, and this is for their VFX department from Marvel, and. This was dropped a couple of days ago because when I because I'm going to go back to the reshoots for a second. When you when you go for reshoots, when, when you go for reshoots, like think what if what if that scene involves a visual effects shot? Like you have to redo that that visual effects shot. What if and do you realize how much work that's going to be? do you, like how much how you much know how much work that is going to be if you had to reshoot a scene that involves vfx shots that means you're going to be forcing your vfx artists to come back and re- and force them to redo it when it's so cl- when you are so close to the release date and that that could be a big problem because this story that just dropped the story that dropped is um let's just be let's just be honest. Feels a lot more. Feels is also pressuring too. Is also pressuring too, because because Marvel Studios has been accused of blacklisting VFX artists, and this this is a uh, article from the Direct as well. The VFX the VFX industry's issues with Marvel Studios came to light recently, and a new report revealed another potential setback. For the studio, and um, and of course there's been a lot of content being thrown out of there, and it's not just the films, but also the TV shows and specials as well. Because um, last year, well, actually no, not well, not just last year, but two years ago, we not only had four Marvel films that came out, but also three, four, no, four. Four Marvel TV shows. And and that is WandaVision, Falcon and Winter Soldier, Loki, and Marvel's What If. Those are four TV shows that came out in 2021. Then you have four Marvel films: Black Widow, Shang-Chi, The Eternals, and Spider-Man No Way Home. That's like that's basically eight different Marvel Marvel Cinematic Universe Cinematic Universe content being released. And This is basically, that is basically, basically a over overload. That's an overload. I mean, I mean, that is an overload to be exact because, because some VFX artists were reportedly unhappy. And to be fair, I mean, when you have that much, have that many, so when you have so much content coming out, particularly from Marvel, it's going to be tough. And look, I get it. It's going to, it is tough. I get, I get it, It's tough. I mean, it's gonna take a lot of time and effort to get the sh- the visual effects shots because, as a visual effects artist, you want to get a, a good, very not only a good shot but also a very good effect because it takes time to render the VFX shots, even the, especially the CGI. Because CGI nowadays have been either hit or miss, but the CGI at times when you take time on the cgi to make it look so good then you definitely will get a good product unless you find a balance between visual effects and of course practical effects but nowadays marvel is going the cgi route and that's not a bad thing well it's not a, and to be fair that's not a bad thing but when you overuse cgi like that it's not gonna be a good sign because she-hulk overused the cgi for the she-hulk character and Oh boy, that's pretty messed up. Even some of the even some of the films for phase four where the CGI is not even finished. Like like Doctor Strange's third eye? Well, I guess you could argue that it was um it's 50-50, but not a very good effect. As well. Or how about or how about the background background CGI smoke? In, in the Black Widow film, during its final battle, where Yelena blows up a ship, and then there's like a CGI smoke coming in and in, in the background while she's saying "This has fun and you see the CGI right there. Like, what is that? And okay, so any anyway, um, a- anyway, um, yeah, there's a lot of content, and some of the workers were definitely unhappy with it. I mean it takes time to get the cgi good and the visual effects as well but but now with this with this story being dropped marvel studios being accused of blacklisting vfx artists it keeps going because marvel is on a tight schedule to pursue the strings. i get it you're on a tight schedule you want to throw your product out there right away for people to see but you gotta at least give these workers time and and I understand that you want to push these workers to, 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 to do their best. But even times, even times they do go the limit. It was really pressure because sometimes they're the, the studio is pushing these VFX artists to their limit. And of course, and of course, uh, especially when moving forward into phase five, Marvel's announcement of its phase five and six slate also didn't help the issue as a, a, um, a, a VFX artist. Who, whose name has not been revealed that the whole industry seems a bit depressed and that's kind of like the marvel fatigue right there i guess and it's because of the insane amount of work and and marvel has been has been trucking out three or four films and of course three or four different tv shows and two specials and that's a lot like i said that is a lot to tighten the load and now, and now, a lot of people are going after um, Victoria Alonso because Victoria Alonso is 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 the main is the main person in charge of this whole situation that is going on right now. And of course, um, and of course, they are referring to the whole the whole entertainment industry's biggest bully, and this is basically. This is basically a, a jab at not only Disney but also Marvel as well. And this is coming from all these VFX workers who are being mistreated like that. So that's like an example of work mistreat of of mistreatment or the or the bad working conditions. And of course, an, a Georgia-based VFX worker opened up the opened up this situation accusing Marvel of having an alleged blacklist knowing that it's a common thing that comes up the worker revealed about the blacklist early on the blacklist is very talked about i don't know anyone that's that's seen it for real but as a common thing that comes up whenever effects people talk together if you do x y or z marvel will blacklist you and you won't be working for them again the biggest way to get on the blacklist is to leave a show early for any reason so it doesn't matter if it's a bad or good reason so any reason like a, so any reason like that, the VFX artist is gone, blacklisted. Bye bye. That's not a good sign, folks, because this is this is basically what um, what Victoria Alonso is doing right now. This is basically mistreatment right now. They're they're literally treating the VFX artists poorly right now. In fact, there was another story that came out in the Vulture. And it was talking about a VFX artist who had uh, done VFX uh, films before, like one of them being the 2016 Ghostbusters film and the, and the, um, and the, uh, and the Tenants film by Christopher Nolan opened up about, about the experience on a Marvel project and it wasn't a good experience. It wasn't a good experience. And this VFX artist has not, and this VFX artist even mentioned by by one of the studio execs for Marvel and asked if that VFX art, artist is going to return for another Marvel project and that VFX artist just flat out said no. Yeah, right there. That VFX artist flat out said no to Marvel Studios for for declining to work on another Marvel project because of this because this VFX artist had a very bad experience on on that previous project i don't know what that previous marvel project was but i'm assuming it's it was probably either she hulk or something else i do not know because that project was never named and uh, and this this story keeps going the story keeps on going and this is going after after victoria alonso because um because this is this is not good because this is not good because um um, Because a Vancouver-based tech referred to uh, Victoria Alonso as a a kingmaker. And a kingmaker is basically a person or group that has great influence on a royal or political secession. Without themselves being a viable candidate, kingmakers may use political, monetary, religious, and military means to influence the secession. And that's what it means. That's when. It, that's basically what it means on the term of king make, of kingmaker. the VFX artists are describing Victoria Alonso as a kingmaker. And I mentioned the political part on that too because Marvel Studios right now has been very political. Right, has been very political, particularly with their woke politics in their films nowadays. I mean, I'm not gonna go into details on what the woke politics were, but I. But for those of you who have seen these films, and pointed them out, you probably know what they. Well, you probably know what they are. Anyway, the story keeps going. The main one that everyone's quite scared of is Victoria Alonso, who is being a kingmaker, particularly with the, on the political side of things. Because, as I mentioned, most of the most of the Marvel films and TV shows from Phase Four has been pretty. ...preachy and political with her woke, woke identity politics. She is known in the industry as a kingmaker. If she likes you, you're going to get work and move up in the industry. If you have, let's just say, make her angry... ...in any way, you're going to get frozen out. Basically kicked out. For basically not agreeing to Victoria Alonso's um, narrative. And of course, Al- Alonso is also in charge with the animation... Shared that the also shared that the mini studio suffers under its impossible deadline structure, and this is basically coming close to a clo- coming close to a deadline where even the visual effects artists have to meet a certain deadline, and and I don't know how the scheduling works for that because um, because I there was a story there was another story of the fact that Alexandra Desplat who was going to compose the music for Black Widow had only a month a month to get the score music score written but somehow he wanted to see the whole film because you want to want to see the whole film with to get a good idea you want to get a good idea of what the film is going to be about and trying to fit, figure out what movement rhythm sound or melody you want to put in and somehow alexander Desplot got booted off the film and got replaced this is the same, this is also the same problem that the VFX artists are facing too. They're not given enough time to finish the VFX shots, which explains why why many of these shots were, were bad because they, they are completely rushed. They're being completely rushed and forced by Victoria Alonso to meet a certain deadline. And now the big question is, how, what's, what's gonna look like moving forward not to not only phase five but also phase six and given given the conflicting statements of the various VFX artists in vulture's report, it is hard to pinpoint which of them is true. Some would consider that the blacklist topic is purely workplace gossip. I mean it's, it could that's definitely could be true because sometimes you know there's definitely workplace gossip and that could be that could that is definitely annoying because sometimes even the workforce is definitely is definitely tough in the workforce because sometimes. People may not like the work they're given, but you know, hey, that's just the gossip that is going on. But but now, when you get rumors like work mistreatment, that could not be a good sign. Now considering the now, consider, now considering the fact that this is basically complicated working conditions under Marvel, that is definitely tough. But but now, but now, what is revealed of this blacklist that is going on for the Marvel VFX artists? That that is definitely not a good sign. Now, for phase five, I phase five and six, I'm not very really sure because of what just dropped right now, because of because of what just dropped, could be could be a bombshell, and there could be more stories coming out about this. Will Marvel will Marvel come forward with this? I don't know. Only time will tell. Will will this impact all the other films? I don't know. Only time will tell. So only time will tell about this whole VFX artist controversy if it's gonna if it's gonna gonna hurt the other films or not. But we'll we'll probably see once Ant-Man 3 comes to theaters in February. And and you know, sometimes controversy could die down a bit, and and you who know, and who knows. Well but we're gonna have to see what's gonna happen. There might be another story about this too. So yep so anyway that's uh that's it right that's it right there what do y'all think about this whole um situation that is going on what did you think of the whole ant-man 3 reshoots and the whole marvel vfx controversy if i'm missing out on anything please let me know in the comment section if you are listening through um Spotify, it is on Spotify, and of course iHeartRadio. If I'm missing out on anything about about these stories, let me know your thoughts in the comments section below. So anyway, thank you all for tuning in to Koto Cinema. I'm your host, Mark Koto, aka Kodo Man. Remember to watch movies and stay positive.